Hi there, my name is Anna Michelle Gomu and you are listening to the podcast where we take our time to seek God in His Word each day. We're currently on a Bible in your challenge reading through the entire Bible in 365 days from Genesis to Revelations. And I'm glad you decided to join us today because it's gonna be great. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay listening. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 175 of our Bible in challenge. I don't know if you guys noticed, but yesterday I did make a mistake. I said yesterday was day 175, but actually yesterday was day 174. Today is day 175. Please forgive me for that little error. And we are continuing on our journey, taking readings from the books of 2 Kings, Hosea, and also praying along with Psalms. Two things I'd like to talk about in 2 Kings. We see Elisha, right, and his encounter with both the king of Syria and the king of Israel. In the first part, his encounter with the king of Syria. So the king of Syria is trying to lay ambush, trying to set a trap for the king of Israel and the people of Israel. But numerous times, they always end up avoiding the trap. And they kind of figured out that it's because Elisha, who is a prophet, seems to be leaking their secrecies to be leaking the trap beforehand to the king of to the king of Israel. Well, because he's a prophet, he can see the future. He can hear conversations between closed doors. And then the king of Syria is very angry. He's very pissed off. And so he comes to attack Elisha. And we're told that the servant goes out of the house. The servant of Elisha leaves the house and sees that the king of Syria and his armies and their chariots have surrounded the city. And he's scared. He's full of fear for obvious reason. And so he goes to meet Elisha. And Elisha tells him, to fear not and he prays that god opens his eyes and when god opens his eyes he sees that surrounding the hillside there are thousands and millions and billions tons uncountable numbers of flaming horses flaming chariots surrounding the hillside and i think this is a very very powerful story that reminds us that there are so many things happening in the background that we know nothing of there are so many wars there are so many battles that are happening in the spiritual realm that we cannot see. There is more to this life than meets the eye. And it can be also seen from the point that maybe Elisha also didn't see the flaming chariots, but his faith believed that they were present. And when God opens their eyes, then they were able to see them physically. And so this should give us hope because so many times we feel like God is not with us or God doesn't protect us because we can't physically see it so many times people are lost because they feel like god doesn't speak to them because they can't physically hear it so many times god people feel like god has abandoned them because they can't physically see him but this is just a very quick story that reminds us and brings to our mind the fact that there are beings that are existing that we can't see there is the power of life god that is existing that we can't see and then there is the power of death that exist that we can't see and so this should lead us not to fear but to take courage because when jesus promises that he would be with us to the end of the age we firmly believe that even though we cannot see and that is where faith comes in faith is the assurance of things hoped for it's it's just knowing that things will happen or things has happened or things are happening even though we don't have tangible proof or tangible evidence of them so through the story, God is calling us to have faith that he is with us, even though we can't see, that he speaks to us, even though we can't hear, and that he is protecting us, even though we can't feel it. And then the second story is the story of 
the king of Israel. So the king of Syria and the troops of Syria have laid a siege on the people of Israel, right? And they have shortage food. They have food shortage, right? There is no food. And the people are starving so much that there is this woman that comes to the king with this argument that there is this other woman she had an agreement with to cook and eat their sons. It's not funny, but it's funny because this woman cooks and eats her son with the other woman, right? And then the next day, they're supposed to eat the other woman's son. But that one was smart enough to hide her child. And first of all, it just shows the lens that desperation can take we humans to. And it shows how wicked we are. And then the king of Israel decides that he's going to kill and capture Elisha because he feels like this is God's doing. One thing to note is that, first of all, the king of Israel has no right to be mad at God or at Elisha because these people didn't serve God. Like something I've mentioned before that none of the king of Israel was loyal or faithful to God. They served other idols. They had gone so, so far away. And so by all rights, they deserved everything that was coming from them. But we see that God still showed up for them, that God still made the Syrian army hear this invisible noise of chariots approaching, that they ran and left all of their food, all of their tents. And this was what provided the people of Israel food. God is still working in our lives. We are not to for God to come home. And God's love is so strong that it is bigger than our mistakes. It is bigger than our sins. When we read, moving on to the book of Hosea, Chapter four to seven, those are some of the most powerful chapters that I have ever read. If you've ever been having any doubts or any questions about whether God speaks to you, well, he does. God speaks to us through his word. And the chapters we read today from Hosea is God's direct open letter to us that we have abandoned him, that he has, <laughs> he has always been faithful. He has always given us all the good things of life. He has always protected us when we needed protection. He was always there to comfort us. He was always there to stand by us. But in good times, we abandon him and we move to other idols. We move to other things to worship. And in Hosea 6.6, God says that what I want from you is clear. I don't want your burnt offerings. I want your constant love. I would rather have my people know me than offer burnt sacrifices. The major word here is to know. To know God is not just to know about the scriptures. It's not just to know about the stories. It's not just to know about the people, the prophets, the kings. To know God is to have an intimate knowledge of him. And to know God is not something that you can do far off or from a distance. Knowing someone means you have to get close to them. To be able to know their will, to be able to know what they want, what they like, and what they dislike, and to be willing to do everything to maintain that relationship with them. And this is what God demands of us. Sacrifices in our lives might mean many things. It might mean what we are doing to give back to God. You know, the things we do as a way of thanking God for what he has done for us, or the things we do as a way of uh, pleasing God. Those are sacrifices, right? But God is telling us today that if we have no love for him intimately in our hearts, then all of those sacrifices are meaningless. All of the Bible readings, all of the prayers, all of the charity work, all of the podcasts are meaningless if we have no sincere love for him. Today's readings in Psalms talks about how God is full of holiness and constant love. And God shares this constant love with us. He shares this constant love with his children. But we have a problem reciprocating that. And one of the things that keep us from reciprocating God's love or keeps us from 
pleasing God is our sins. We sin so much and we fall away so much that in the book of Hosea, chapters we read today, God says that your offerings are meaningless, your prayers are meaningless because every time I see you, I see your sins. I see your wrongdoings. I don't see I don't see your hearts. I don't see your sacrifices because you are so double-minded. One minute you say you love me. One minute you say you offer sacrifices, right? The other minute you're lying, you're stealing, you're worshiping other idols, you're committing adultery, you're doing all these opposite things that show that your love for me is not genuine. And so today we're called to not be double-minded. In this relationship with God, it's a hundred percent you. It's a hundred percent offering. It's a hundred percent giving of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your body to God. But then we are lucky. We have hope because in Psalms, David says that as high as north is from south, so high and so huge is God's constant love for those who trust in him. And as far as east is from the west, so far does God drive away our sins. Now we have the ultimate sacrifice, the proof of God's constant love for us, which is Jesus on the cross. And that sacrifice blots out our transgressions and keeps our sins far from us. That when we come to God in prayer, God doesn't see our sins. He sees us as people that have been washed by the blood of his son. He sees us as people that have been adopted as his children. That is, <laughs> that makes sense, you know, Sorry, excuse me. That makes sense why Jesus says that nobody can come to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Because it is only with Jesus that our sins can be separated from us. It is only with Jesus that we can offer the true, holy sacrifice of love that God demands from us. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or God, Jesus who is God and then God the Father, or you you're lost and you don't know where to pick up your relationship that you've left a couple of months or years ago, then I can tell you that you're not too far gone to begin because God is calling you in this open letter of love to return back to him because he so desperately wants you to love him back. You can start with the Our Father prayer. It is a very simple, short prayer, but so powerful that this is a prayer that Jesus gave us if we want to speak to the Father. So you can start with that prayer and you can continue with this podcast as we look into how, how well or how much we can show our love for God through our actions, our thoughts, and our words. I hope to see you guys once again in tomorrow's episode. Please do not forget to share, leave a review, and subscribe. And I hope that you have an amazing day.